Attention, all troops. He's alive. Alive. Welcome to the Rapnolis. I had some good friends when I was growing up. One or two really come to mind as solid pals, ones who I could count on. They, along with maybe two or three other people who we could rope in when we needed to, could be counted on to help me start a fictional detective agency, a bicycle gang, or say an intergalactic bounty hunter cabal. I mentioned detective first because that was one of my favorite things to fantasize about as a kid. Starting a group that would solve mysteries. Probably this was because of my constant watching of Scooby-Doo as a kid and any number of detective shows that I would watch with my grandmother. I remember post-war games. A TV show came on called Whiz Kids. The show didn't last very long. One season, but it had a really big impact on me because it was about a group of kids who really had all the answers. They had access to computers, and at least one of them could do things with them that I found close to magic and with technology the way it was it kind of was magic but that's besides the point they were living the life that i wanted they were bicycle places they got into high adventure which meant the first thing i did after seeing the show was go over to my friend's house and say you know what we should do we should try to solve mysteries and what we'll do is we'll use the computer to do it i'm talking like a commodore vic 20 not the computers that they had in this show what i love is when you have friends at that age they're totally on board And logic, reason, none of it mattered. A couple of hours later, we had our headquarters set up in my family's basement. The computer was running with nothing on it. We would just type in sort of stuff that we were looking up, and we were making up mysteries. Oddly enough, a lot of those mysteries were based on the exact plots that you would find in the TV show with kids that I would be watching the night before. But what kid is not guilty from time to time of a little imagination plagiarism? You know, we never really solved any mysteries. Not with the computer, not with the bikes, not with the zip line we attempted to run from my bathroom window to an old clothesline pole on the other side of the yard. We did hurt ourselves a whole lot. And isn't that what being a kid is all about? Using your imagination, taking tremendous risks, paying no attention to reality, getting hurt, running home, crying to your parents, and getting ice cream. WizKids inspired probably a good six to eight months of these type of fantasies. And in my book, that makes it important. So on today's show, we're going to talk about WizKids. We'll talk a little bit about the cast, the characters they played, the show's reception, what it was up against. We'll talk a little bit about the technology in the show. We'll talk a little bit about its inspiration, the music of the show, its crossover with another much more popular show, and of course we'll throw in a few surprises here and there. We have an info-packed episode ahead of us, so without further ado, let's start the show.
Whiz Kids was a television series that aired on CBS for one season during the 1983 to 1984 television season. It followed the adventures of four teenagers who are definitely experts in computing and are amateur detectives. And the kids' names were Richie, Hamilton, Jeremy, and Alice. If you watch the show, you'll see that there's definitely an inspiration pulled from the movie War Games in the computer expertness, but they kind of take it to a different level. Whereas War Games had some sort of realistic stuff in it, besides the whole artificial intelligence and and other crazy stuff. WizKids has a little bit more of that thing in television where they take technology that already exists, but then amp it up, take it 10 years into the future. An example of that would be to see someone playing an Atari 2600 or some other similar system, and then you see the screen and it is a game that could never exist on the Atari 2600. And that, in a nutshell, is kind of what WizKids does with the technology in the show, which made it so great to watch. It ran from October 5th, 1983 to June 2nd, 1984. It initially aired on Wednesday nights, and when it did, it was up against The Fall Guy and Real People. Both of those were powerhouses at the time. It didn't do so well. They moved it to Saturdays, which didn't help because then they put it up against TJ Hooker, Different Strokes, and Silver Spoons, which to me sounds like they didn't give the show much of a chance. The main character of the show is Richie Adler, played by Matthew Laborto. He lives with his mother and sister. His parents are divorced. His father is a consultant who works for a lot of overseas firms, so he's not really in the picture, but it does help to explain Richie's ability with computers and his ability to get cutting-edge technology. Richie takes stuff that you would find in dumpsters that a computer company might have thrown out and uses them to create new technology. He's even built this mighty computer system that he calls Ralph, and it has very science fiction-y technology in it. With the help of Ralph, Hamilton, Jerry, Alice, and Farley, who is their mentor and a newspaper reporter, the kids take on criminals that usually are in a sort of what we would call cyber crimes. And of course, you can't do police work without a police officer. So to help them solve cases and really arrest people, there's a character called Quinn. Today's show is brought to you by your local bus line. Your bike broken? Can't drive a car yet? Get on the bus. Love that bus. So a little bit about the characters of the show. You had Richie Adler, played by Matthew Laborto. Laborto started acting at a pretty early age and was probably best known for his work on Little House on the Prairie. But he also starred in two other short-lived series, The Red Hand Gang and Whiz Kids. If you're a Wes Craven fan, you might remember Labordo as Paul Conway in Deadly Friend, which is a story about a young genius who brings a dead girl back to life using an AI microchip from a robot he created. An underrated film. Laborto continues to work today mostly in voiceover acting, 
but during the 70s and 80s, he was on The Love Boat, Simon and Simon, Highway to Heaven, Night Court, you name it, he made an appearance. Alice was played by Andrea Elson, probably not well known for her work on WizKids, but more known for her role as Lynn Tanner on ALF, a show that happened after WizKids. So maybe if WizKids had been picked up, she might not have landed that plum role. Hamilton Parker, Ham Parker, was played by Todd Porter, born in Montclair, New Jersey. As for his work after WizKids, I cannot find anything. Jeremy Saldino was played by Jeffrey Jackett. Didn't do much after WizKids, but was in the movie Holy Moses, and did a little bit of work on Mork and Mindy before WizKids. Lou Farley was played by Max Gale. Gale was born to play reporters and cops, probably best known as Stan Wojo Wojohowitz from the television series Barney Miller. The mother of the family, Irene Adler, was played by Madeline Kane. She did some work before WizKids, but her last acting role was as Mrs. Sheets in the TV series Small Wonder, another show I loved. Cheryl Adler was played by Melanie Gaffin, did some nice work after WizKids on shows like The Wonder Years, Out of This World, Growing Pains, and did some voice work on the great animated series Foofer. Lieutenant Quinn was played by A. Martinez. I love that his name is A. Martinez. His full name is Adolfo LaRue Martinez III, but he's credited as A. Martinez in TV shows. He's an American actor and singer, probably best known for his work in the daytime soap Santa Barbara. He was also on L.A. Law and The Profiler. If you're a big fan of the Sci-Fi Channel movies, in 2011, Martinez appeared in Megapython vs. Gatoroid with 80s singing sensations Debbie Gibson and Tiffany. Technical overview. This is a technical overview I can get behind because it is just a list of the wonderful technology that was used in the show. And here's just a little bit of it. There was a Gavilan portable computer, really early laptop, that Lou carried around. I guess to show that he was not totally technologically incapable. There was a Heath Hero robot, Apple II, Apple IIe, TRS-80 Model 100, stuff from Atari, Xerox, Mattel, Commodore. And many of these companies are listed in the credits as providing technical support for the show. A lot of the companies that appeared in the credits, and you should watch an episode and see them at the end, do not exist anymore. And remarkably, though, some of them do exist, which I think shows how solid some of these companies are to exist all this time. And technical overview. If you watch the show, you'll see that there's a lot of what would be called hacking style activity. And a lot of it is stuff that you saw in War Games, the movie. And you get to see things like war dialing and how to edit machine code using a hex editor and stuff like denial of service attacking. But you also get very futuristic technology. And I mentioned that Ralph... Richie's buddy computer has some of these abilities, things like facial recognition and speech recognition and even image enhancement are things that Ralph could just do. Things that have only recently now come to complete fruition were pretty much standard for the WizKids. We'll return after these messages. Discover Atari and travel to new frontiers of knowledge excitement and challenge discover atari home computers learn with computers truly designed for the home sophisticated yet simple enough for your child to use play incredible games like star raiders 
business. Master your finances. Feel the excitement only Atari can bring you with the world's most popular home video games like Super Breakout. And the colossal hit Pac-Man. Experience coin video games like Tempest. That immerse you in the thrill of intergalactic action. Enter the computer age at the speed of light. Discover Atari. Atari! And discover how far you can go. Forty leading publications love to excel. He asks the questions, you push buttons to answer. Giraffes are the only animals that make no sound. True or false? A uniquely educational toy. Correct. The next time you hear nothing, a giraffe might be coming. <laughs> Plays any eight-track cartridges. Teenagers love him. Adults can't resist him. Two, four, six, eight. This is the way we lose weight. 2XL, now 36 tapes for all age groups by Mego. And now, back to the show. This is the theme to WizKids. They used a lot of great electronic music for the background of the show, and a number of these pieces are based on classical music. The main piece that you just heard is an arrangement of the first movement of Mozart's Piano Concerto 21 in C major. The theme music was composed by Paul Chihara. Other composers who worked on the show were J.A.C. Redford, Ian Underwood, and David Bell. Now I know what you're thinking. Whiz kids, I've never even seen this show. What is going to surprise you is that there is actually a crossover of another show with WizKids, where the character from one show appeared on this one and they appeared on that other show. And that show was Simon and Simon. Simon and Simon was a show about two characters, Rick and AJ. It was sort of a odd coupling of brothers working together to get a detective agency going. In the Season 1, Episode 3 episode, Deadly Access, which ran on October 26, 1983, A.J. Simon showed up on WizKids. Of course, A.J. thought, what are these kids going to teach me? And then discovered how amazing they are, and even began a romance with Richie's mom, Irene. Now, I imagine if WizKids had lasted multiple seasons, we would have seen this recurring relationship and maybe more crossovers. Richie appeared on the 1983 Simon and Simon episode, Fly the Alibi Skies. In that episode, again, AJ sort of had a relationship with Richie's mom. Now, here's something. The show gets canceled. We never see Richie's mom again appearing on Simon and Simon. It's as if he lost total interest when he didn't need a computer expert anymore, just when it was convenient to him. Those Simon boys. The show's ratings were not through the roof, but... 
It was nominated for some awards. It was nominated for Young Artist Awards for Best New Television Series and three Best Young Actor nominations and one Best Young Actress nomination. Did not get any of the awards, but it is an honor just to be nominated. After these messages, we will return. Rather than compare personal computers ourselves, we ask the computers which one was better on the basis of price and memory. The Apple II preferred the Commodore 64. Then we asked the IBM, and it picked the Commodore 64. Then the Radio Shack chose the Commodore 64. That's what we like about our competition. They're so honest. The Commodore 64. What nobody else can give you at twice the price. Let the Radio Shack TRS-80 put the world of color computing into your home. Instant loading program packs turn any color TV into an exciting game arcade. And there's more. The color computer is an educational aid, a home management tool, and up-to-the-minute electronic information service. The programmable, expandable TRS-80 color computer from $399 only at Radio Shack, the biggest name in little computers. And now, back to the show. Now I know what you're thinking. You just shared some facts about what sounds to be the most amazing TV show I have ever heard about. Where can I see it? And here is the tragedy. The show is not available. It is not on DVD. It is not on VHS. But that does not mean you cannot see it. There are some full episodes on YouTube in smaller pieces. And if you're willing to dwell in the gray twilight of bootleg tapes, you might be able to find some bootleg VHS or DVDs out there of the show. I don't know what the level of interest in WizKids is. I just know that I am a fan and have been building up my collection of episodes for a while, trying to get them all. I watched it at the time. When the show ended, I did not realize that it was going to be canceled and did not follow its cancellation. And when the next season of television rolled around, I had already moved on to something else, who knows what. Probably wanted to do some sort of dirt bike detective agency. Or maybe I wanted to build a houseboat at that point. That sounds about right. So I did not mourn WizKids for very long. I'd been watching the series again in preparation for the show. And that is where I started to become sad. Because the quality of what has been released is low. You're not going to see the show in its full lo-fi glory. And sometimes it's hard to appreciate your show when you're looking at it in its degraded state. But Watch an episode or two and you will see that it is a great show that deserves to be mourned a little and deserves to be appreciated. And hopefully enough people will mourn and appreciate it so that we will see a DVD release by some great hardworking company full of good looking people who do not care about profits. Thanks for listening to the show. For more retro fun, drop by the website at www.retroist.com. You can follow me on Facebook and Twitter. I'm at facebook.com slash retroist and twitter.com slash retroist. The music you are hearing in the show is by Peachy. If you have musical needs, you can email Peachy at peachy at retroist.com. Thanks for listening to the show, and I hope you have a great weekend.
Beep boop, beep boop, boop. Whiz Kids. Whiz Kids was an American television series. This has been a Retro's production. Goodbye.